Welcome to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. I'm Richard Bliss, the host, and you're listening to episode 122. I want to thank you for listening. I always enjoy it. I always get a chance to talk to some great people through this podcast. And for the last year and a half or so that we've done these 122 episodes, it's been great getting to know all of you. This episode, I'd like to encourage you to visit thegamewhisperer.com and sign up for my newsletter. It doesn't go out very often, but occasionally I provide the opportunity just to sit down and talk to you about your particular Kickstarter problem or issue or challenge. 15 minutes, free little conversation. And you find out about that in my newsletter. My guest has been on my show more times than anyone other than me. I am thrilled to uh, have back and returning Mr. Howard Taylor. Hi, Richard. It's good to be here. There it is. It's always good to talk to you, Howard, and it's always a lot of fun. Uh, I think this is your third or fourth time. I don't know, something like that. So that's, that's just awesome. Yeah, I'm excited to excited to talk about this again. Lots of lots of new things have been have been learned, and I'm probably going to learn uh, lots more new things here in the next uh, next thirty days or so. Yes, because you we've you've been on the show talking about Kickstarter, talking about projects. We've talked about it from an industry standpoint, from all kinds of different standpoints. You were part of a project when your uh, your uh, intellectual property, Schlock Mercenary, was used uh, par- as part of a Kickstarter campaign for Capital Offensive from yep. the folks over at Living World Games. I have two copies, so um, I have played it with you, actually, so that's a-, a lot of fun. But this time, you decided you're going to step out and do this yourself. Yes, I am. Uh, not, for, not for a game this time. I wanted to make something that... Um, uh, well, you know, let me let me rewind a little bit. Um, my fans, many many of my fans, have military experience, and there is a military tradition that is that differs and is distorted from branch to branch, company to company, unit to unit, with regard to a thing called a challenge coin. And my fans kept telling me, "You need to make challenge coins." And I've never been in the military, and so my initial response was what's a challenge coin and who on earth would want one um, uh, followed quickly by um, how would I even make these? This was completely foreign to me. Um, well, one of my author friends, uh, Mike Cole, whose um, uh, control point series, it's like um, it's fantasy set in, uh, set in modern times with a very heavy military focus uh, he made challenge coins for the Supernatural Operations Corps uh, from his book, and his fans loved them, and I looked at them, and I loved them, and so I just tweeted at him and said, how did you do that? And he told me how I did it, and I started doing a little homework and realized, oh, oh, this is just manufacturing a thing. I know how to manufacture things. This shouldn't be too hard, but I have no idea who wants them or how many people will want them or what I should charge for them. Sure. Um, let's give, let's, before we go there, let's give a little bit of background. Uh, Howard, you are the creator of Schlock Mercenary, oh, and, yeah. right? Online web comic with lots yeah, of... Yeah, I, I write and illustrate Schlock Mercenary, epic science fiction with a military twist being told four panels at a time. And I've been doing it at schlockmercenary.com now since... June of 2000. So the strip is swiftly approaching its 13th birthday. You've been so you've been doing this for a very long time. You have lots of fans. You've been on the show before. 
Uh, and every time you do, your episodes continue to be the top ranked. The, o- <laughs> the, the only episode that outranks you is the very first one. I think that's because as people get introduced to the show, they listen to the first one and then they... Yeah. Right? So you, you're very popular. And uh, let's explain then to our listeners, you can explain it or I can explain it, what actually a challenge coin is. Because you said that you didn't know what one was, but we still have yeah, to you know, I can, I can, I can explain this now because I, I did a bunch of homework. Um, in its simplest terms, let's take the word challenge out of it. A challenge coin is a coin. It is a disc of metal that has been printed, stamped, cast, in some way shaped, minted, I guess is the word you typically use, and it's going to be money, um, by a uh, by an organization. And it could be a branch of the military. It could be the Boy Scouts. But it but, could but, be, but you can't take the word challenge out of it because that's actually part oh, no, of it. I'll get to that. I'll okay. get back to that. I'll, right. I'll get back to that. I, this, is, this is the easy way to explain it. Got okay. It. Start by treating it as a coin. Um, and the, uh, the origin of these is that, and I, uh, I can't remember the names, but there was a, a colonel, I think, who had coins minted for his airmen, and one of them was shot down, had none of his stuff uh, except the coin he had in his pocket, and used his coin to get back across enemy lines and show, I think it was the French, hey, look, I'm a British airman. See, British coin with my unit on it. See, this is who I am. And he thought that was so important that and and the, this uh, this colonel thought it was so important that they started telling everybody, all right, carry your coins with you. It's like your dog tag. And when they'd belly up to the bar some evening, somebody would say, all right, coins out, and they'd slap their coins on the bar. And if you didn't have your coin with you, yeah. you failed the challenge, and you were now buying the round of drinks. Yep, I've, um, had, I've had challenge coins. Yes, yeah. because, because I there is the another flavor. There is another flavor of challenge, and that is when uh, sometimes soldiers will be issued coins by uh, by you know, high ranking officers or um, command divisions for something special that they've done. You know, it's not just a company coin. It's not just a unit coin. This is, for lack of a better term, it's the it's the shiny gold star. It's a brownie point. Um, when President Bush toured Iraq, um, he had coins minted, and any soldier he shook hands with, he gave them a presidential challenge coin. And those coins, um, when you are bellying up to the bar, sometimes those coins are used to outrank other coins, and the guy with the highest-ranking coin drinks for free. Um, This... Like, like I said, the, the traditions, the the customs with regard to these things are all over the map. Um, and so now, and that's, that's why your fans came to you and said, we want this because, why? I, to be honest with you, I don't fully understand it myself. But if I've learned anything from don't. standing, <laughs> from, from surfing this wave of fandom, uh, if I've learned anything, it's that I need to listen to them when they say they want a thing rather than demanding that they explain to me why they want it. Sure. Does that make sense? It does make sense. 
And, uh, you know, what's interesting is that your fans have been demanding a schlock movie. And I've been talking to you about doing a schlock movie. So I- I'm, I'm liking this, uh, this logic here. But that's a different, that's a different discussion. Yeah, that's, well, that's, a, that's a whole different can of worms. Anyway, so with this challenge coin thing, I, I, I priced it out and realized that for, well, for really as little as $1,000, um, which and I'm running a business. I've got the operating expenses to come up with that. For as little as as $1,000, I could mint some coins, but they would be fairly expensive, um, and I'm not sure if they would pay for themselves. Now, that's a fairly common risk for me, is shelling out $1,000 and finding out that the T-shirt doesn't sell, or that the mug wasn't popular, or whatever. Um, You know, I've had merchandise flops before. Um, As I looked at these, I thought, well, the... They scale so much better if instead of printing 50 or 100, you can print 500 or 1,000. Um, that's why I started looking at Kickstarter and started asking the fans, hey, you know, who's interested in this? And the fans, mostly this was on a Facebook group, the fans were very, very uh, uh, loudly in favor of challenge coins. And then I surveyed them and said, well, what kind of coins do you want? Are you interested in in-universe coins, a challenge coin for Tadon stuffs, or are you interested in a, for lack of a, for lack of a better term, a fan coin that basically says, you know, I am a schlock mercenary reader, you know, doesn't pretend to be an in-universe thing. Uh, they were overwhelmingly in favor of an in-universe coin, a Tadon stuffs challenge coin. And so, um, yeah, I don't ask why I, queued that up as the first thing to do. Um, and then in my research, I discovered, uh, and this was my first big decision point uh, after you know deciding to go with Kickstarter, I discovered that the challenge coins could be serially numbered. And, and that and comes I into that t- concept that you were talking about earlier in the culture of one coin outranking another. Because if there was a schlock group that got together and everybody slapped their coin down, oh, I have number 13, you have number 127. Yeah, exactly. Um, And so my first thought was, well, it costs extra to number them. Um, There's a small per unit charge to number them on the face. Um, And a larger per unit charge if you want to number them along the edge. but I decided to go with face numbering, um, and I thought, well, that would make a good unlockable goal. So I'll set the first goal. I'll set the fund. We fund at a thousand, and at two thousand, the coins are numbered. And I immediately realized that if I number the coins, people will want the ability to buy or to back at a level where they get a low numbered coin. And that was the point at which I called you and said, oh, Richard, what what should I do? And, what, and what, what advice did I give? Um, well, you and I talked, oh gosh, I think we talked for an hour. And the first thing you explained to me is that, as usual, I was undervaluing this. Um, I was thinking that, well, maybe the, maybe the low number coins, you know, one through 100 are worth 20 bucks instead of 10 bucks. And you asked me, well, you know, how quickly will they sell? And I said, oh, they'll probably sell out in about 10 minutes. <laughs> and you said, well then you're not charging enough. Right. And 
Uh, I I admit, part of this is my inner consumer saying, I would love to get coin number 13 for $20. But my inner consumer would also love to get a, you know, a cherry red 1957 Chevy for $20. These things... But don't to, necessarily but, happen. But, but right, but we when we talked about this, and we'll share this with our audience. The advice, part of the advice is is that part of the value isn't that's a consumer value. But the reason these fans want this is because they want inclusion and being able yeah. to purchase, just like old military, where I could purchase a commission. I want to be able to make a sacrifice and have that sacrifice recognized. So if I pay a hundred dollars for a coin, which would be a sacrifice. The sacrifice is recognized. Yes. And yeah, and that was what our conversation kept looping back to. And the takeaway, I think, for your listeners is, and this is going to sound uh, hugely, um, hugely self-serving here on your podcast. Self-serving for me or you? The takeaway for your listeners. <laughs> no, no, for you. Oh, okay. uh, the, the takeaway for your listeners is you have seen enough of these Kickstarters. You've seen the the way backer behavior works. You've seen the way fan behavior works that even somebody like me, who many people would say, Oh yeah, he's an expert at the social media, at building revenue streams out of, uh, you know, out of an online intellectual property. He totally knows what he's doing. Even somebody like me can benefit hugely from your advice. I listen to your podcast. I call you on the phone because you're my friend and don't actually charge me for that. Um, <laughs> no, so, uh, and we could talk about undervaluing the, uh, the, the, the friendship. Yeah, exactly. Um, so anyway, what we arrived at was, um, you know, I would do a series of rewards and I would announce from the word go that coins will be numbered serially so that people know what they're getting into and so that those the serial numbered rewards could be stacked in a way that people would know what to look for and could go you know buy themselves a low numbered coin yeah even and you have a lot of fans and you have a lot of rabid fans rabid might not be the right word but passionate very engaged passionate and even and and I think you've come up with a fair number, but I know, and it's similar. You helped me out when I launched my last Kickstarter project. Well, my first one, because you offered in-universe character recognition. Basically, the right to name a character that you were going to kill off in your comic strip. And And I feel bad because I promised to kill them all off, and then I didn't kill Danita. Uh, I almost killed her. Yeah, you know what? I don't think anybody's complaining. Um, <laughs> Danita hasn't complained, so no. we're okay. But the point was is that we, it was very generous. You offered that to help me raise my funds. And uh, I think that it was limited to four backers. And the reward lasted for 30 minutes. And within 30 minutes, yeah. your backers were all over that. And... Um, and the and the the point here is, is that it would have been really nice to continue to offer it at that level and and offer more, but you can't. And so, yeah. your your fans and so you you you're doing a good job of providing the value at a point that allows them. But it, it I do I know I feel bad that you'd like to be able to give them all this experience, but you can't. Yeah, yeah, but, and I guess that's I guess that was the the source of the the original thought behind you know the the twenty dollar number thirteen is that 
I want to be able to do that, but yeah, but I, I, I just, right. I, I can't, I can't you do can't. it for everybody. So everybody, I, but I you saved are... Adam Smith's invisible hand and, and I, raise the price. But you are going to be make these available to everybody because we had this discussion. You just said that your num- these will number, you can only get two digits or three digits on the face. I can only get three digits on the face. So um, 999 is the highest you can go. Yeah. So then... Well, except, except I can also number the side. And so I could... I could do a series two coin where there is a number on the face and there is a number on the side. And if I ever get to the point that I need to make a million coins, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what? There, I will solve all kinds of other problems with the revenue that that generates. Right. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't expect to, I don't expect to have that difficulty. So, so you're going to Kickstarter. You could have done this yourself. You're going to Kickstarter mainly because, well, at first I thought I was going to Kickstarter because I I didn't understand, or I didn't understand, I, I wasn't sure what demand would be like. Um, the more I look at this, the more I feel like this is a this is a pretty easy risk. This is this is this falls into the eighty twenty split where I could afford to make a bunch of these, sell a bunch of these, and call it good. Um, I went to Kickstarter because. Uh, while there's a little bit of risk that I want to I want to mitigate, um, and a little bit of uncertainty that I want to uh, I want to mitigate, I don't have a Kickstarter reputation. I don't have a, a name associated with an actual that's right an actual project. Because your last project was actually done through Living Worlds. It was your exactly. your, your name, but their project. Now, t- just for everybody's benefit. And I think everybody listening will understand and I understand, but let's just talk about that. We only have about a minute or two left. Why is it important for you to establish a Kickstarter reputation? Um, Because there is going to come a time when a project absolutely requires Kickstarter. When I've got something that needs to raise forty dollars or $50,000 before I can get it off the ground, because I want to involve other creators. I want to make it big. And I don't want to do something like that cold. I want my name to be associated with having delivered stuff, having delivered the goods, having made people happy. Uh, This is a little bit like taking out a loan for a car, even though you could pay cash for the car, because you want to have a credit rating so that when you go to buy a house, you can get a good interest rate because you've got a good credit rating because you paid off your car. Sure. And let's, and you know what, let's, this is great advice for our listeners because it's like, look, I got this big project I want to do big Kickstarter project. So what's the advice? Go do a little Kickstarter project first, find something to start to, to get the process down, to start building it. And I've talked to a lot of people on this show who are on their second or third Kickstarter project. And the, let me just give you an example. They weren't on the show, but I had uh, Daryl Louder here with uh, a product called Compounded, a, uh, a game that I just pronounced correctly because I mispronounced it throughout the entire episode when I had him on the show. Compounded, they did over $100,000 for, 
for a no-name game, but from a Kickstarter known entity that was on their fifth Kickstarter project. And there is a distinct yeah. momentum that starts to build where you build up the fans, the fans know you, they like you, they trust you, and they want to see your success. And now they're emotionally and financially vested in seeing you continue to make success. So here's your Second project, first as a solo, but second project, you will now build momentum. You were ranked number two, your project. I'm going to call it yours. The Schlock Mercenary Project was the number two all-time board game in 2011, right? And I held that slot for, I think, three whole months. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. You would have been number one. <laughs> the, the, slot, the slot is... The slot is now owned by. I don't even know. Uh, I don't even know. Two million dollar game. Yeah, I was gonna I, say you're yeah. not even in the top ten anymore. Thanks. Oh, good heavens! I don't think I'm even in the top fifty. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. But the point here is that momentum on Kickstarter. You're building a tribe, even though you already have a tribe. There's a Kickstarter tribe that goes with it. And so, if you're listening, yeah. what Howard and I are basically saying is, is that go. Launch the little project, even if it's for $500 or 1000 something to get yourself going rather than so many of these I see ten, twenty, fifty thousand $50,000 projects that it's the first time and the first time I ever hear from them is them asking for money. So yeah. find a different way of doing that. Howard, I certainly – By the way, Richard, yeah. I, realize we're, I realize we're low on time. I sure. want to give your listeners some, some counsel because if there's a thing that they could do – uh, that will that will benefit their project, and I don't know if this is a thing you could offer. Um, before I was about to shoot my video, I called you um, to. I, I had a couple of questions, and um, and we were talking about the video, and I did a very very lame pitch, and you explained to me, no no no, the video. What you need to do is you need to be enthusiastic. You know, how do you feel about this project? Feel about that. Feel about the project that way in front of the camera, and that completely changed my headspace. And I'm not a video guy. I don't want to be on camera. Um, that's not something I, I I'm good at. Um, but that enthusiasm is something that anybody can do. Be enthusiastic. Be be happy. And talking to you about the project just before talking to the camera about the project made a big difference. Thanks, Howard. And this is what I'll do. For those of you who are listening, I have uh, on occasion offered 15 minutes of free uh, consultation about your project. And I do that through a website. On my website, uh, in my newsletter, on Twitter sometimes, where I will just say, look, uh, go to my calendar. Here's the URL. Go to there. There's a 15-minute slot. Fill it in, and I'll give you a call. And I've done that in the past with a lot of success for people's projects similar to, to what you and I just did. So uh, if you haven't, visit thegamewhisper.com and be sure to sign up for my newsletter because that's how I'll be announcing these slots that open up, these little free 15-minute conversations to just do a reality check, kind of what you did with me. And by the way, your video was, I, was awesome. Uh, I just oh, I, you I, like that? I know, I loved it. I loved it. And it, and it was just, it was fun. It was very, very you. And that's what I—that's what we needed to have. And so I appreciate that that plug. It was good stuff. Any other advice that you want to pass along here? Um, it's my show. Um, I, I sure, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and give you advice. Yeah. When you launch your Kickstarter for what is it? Funding the Dream Season Three, Season Four. Yeah, whatever it is going to be. Yeah. Or whatever you're going to call your season. Um, I think that those 15 minute sanity check slots, the 15 minute pep talk before you shoot your video slot. I think that that should be a reward level. Really? Yep. Okay, so I give up. That's, these... something, that's something that I am sure 
was, uh, I'm sure it was worth, you know, at least a hundred dollars in pledges to me. Uh, I'm probably rounding that down so that I don't have to write you as large a check. Um, <laughs> it's we've the sort of thing. We've already agreed that any type of advice that passes back and forth is $10,000, right? That's all. That's actually yeah. been out. That's just, it's $10,000. And so I don't know where yeah. the balance is right now, but it, I, I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know either. The point is that that pep talk, that uh, the the sanity check you gave me that had real value, and your experience is something that I think you could monetize as part of the rewards for your own campaign, Richard. Awesome! I will take that advice. I will still continue to give away a limited set of free ones that it's first come first serve. And but if you want a guarantee and you want to support the program, that's what we'll do. We'll have a Kickstarter uh, pledge level for us. It's called, going to be called Sanity Check in honor of Howard Taylor. And uh, we can get on the phone. We can just do a quick sanity check, and then I can give you a thumbs up, thumbs down, and tell you I think you're going to make it or, oh, boy, you're in trouble. So, all right. Always the time. Richard, goes by- thank you for having me on the show. This was, this was a blast. It always goes by too fast, Howard. Thanks for coming back and being my most consistent guest. And uh, you have been listening to Howard Taylor, the uh, creator and genius behind schlockmercenary.com and his uh, Kickstarter project that's coming, his Challenge Coins. And uh, we've had a great conversation. I'm Richard Bliss, the host. Hopefully you've heard something inspiring. Of course I have, so I always benefit from this. We're looking forward to seeing your inspiration on Kickstarter or Indiegogo or any of the crowdfunding platforms out there. Share it with us so that we can help you fund your dream. Thank you for listening. Take care.